Hello and welcome to episode 502 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Sunday, April 16th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Sunday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain the forgiveness of our sins by St. Alphonsus Liguri. Behold, O Mother of God, at thy feet a miserable sinner, a slave of hell who has recourse to thee and trusts in thee. I do not deserve that thou shouldest even look at me, but I know that thou, having seen thy son die for the salvation of sinners, hast the greatest desire to help them. I hear all call thee the refuge of sinners, the hope of those who are in despair and the help of the abandoned. Thou art then my refuge, my hope, and my help. Thou hast to save me by thy intercession. Help me for the love of Jesus Christ. Extend thy hand to a miserable creature who has fallen and recommends himself to thee. I know that thy pleasure is to help a sinner to the utmost. Help me, therefore, now that thou canst do so. By my sins I have lost divine grace, and with it my soul. I now place myself in thy hands. Tell me what I must do to recover the favor of my Lord, and I will immediately do it. He sends me to thee that thou mayest help me, and he wills that I should have recourse to thy mercy that not only the merits of thy son, but also that thy intercession may help me to save my soul. To thee, then, I have recourse. Do thou, who prayest for so many others, pray also to Jesus for me. Ask him to pardon me, and he will forgive me. Tell him that thou desirest my salvation, and he will save me. Show how thou canst enrich those who trust in thee. Amen. Thus I hope, thus may it be. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. Holy face of Jesus of the veil of Veronica, dear Lord, through the immaculate heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days and communism, Paternoster. Quias in celis, sanctificator nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostra. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells, by all God's creatures and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. O God, 
who dost also manifest thy omnipotence by mercy and compassion, listen to the prayers we offer up for the enlightenment of the unbelieving, perfidious Jews, that they may acknowledge the light of thy truth, which is Christ, and may be saved from their blindness. Grant, we beseech thee, all-powerful God, that the remnant of the Jewish people may walk in the way of salvation, and by following the preaching of the blessed John, thy precursor, they may safely come to him, whom he foretold, Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. Today, friends, we are going to take a look at an explanation of the gospel and the epistle by Father John Zulsdorf at 1peter5.com. This was published a couple days ago and entitled Low Sunday, Quasimodo Geniti Infantes, with today being Low Sunday, I thought this would be fitting. And Father Z begins by saying, We have been celebrating the resurrection of the Lord for the period of the octave. We've stopped the liturgical clock so that we can rest in the mystery, so that we can contemplate it from different angles, especially in the office and in the mass formulas each day. We pass through the preparatory seasons of Lent, Passiontide, and the sacred Triduum to enter into the weeks of Easter joy. At the end of the octave, in the ancient Roman church, the newly baptized would remove their white baptismal gowns, which would be deposited at the cathedral. Thus, the Saturday of the octave is called in albis, and the Sunday, which is technically outside the octave and the beginning of the Easter season, is in albis depositis. Hitherto, they were known as the infantes dot 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 infants in the faith. In fact, the first chant of Sunday's Mass in introit is from 1 Peter 2, verses 2 and 3, in the Vitus Latina version that predates the Vulgate of St. Jerome. In the translation, I'll include the verse immediately before because it is relevant to our work today. Quasimodo geniti infantes, rationabile, sine dolo lac concupiscite, ut in eo crescatis in salutum, si gustatis quoniam dulcis dominus. So put away all malice and all guile and insincerity and envy and all slander. Like newborn babes, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up to salvation, for you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. St. Jerome rendered that first part as sicut modo geniti infantes. In any event, the first Sunday after Easter is nicknamed, among many other nicknames, also Quasimodo Sunday. This gave rise as well to the naming of the hunchback child left at Notre Dame de Paris in the book by Victor Hugo. Little Quasimodo was found on this Sunday by Archdeacon Frollo. Another nickname is Low Sunday. This is because with the Vespers of Saturday, the Easter octave closed. Therefore, this Sunday is, again, an, quote, ordinary Sunday in the Easter season, without, for example, the characteristic sequence Victimae Pascale Laudes, sung daily during the last week. That's our overarching liturgical context. Our task is to consider the first reading for Holy Mass according to the Vitus Ordo. Very often we have a selection from a letter of St. Paul. This time we turn to the first letter of John. This letter, along with several other letters in the New Testament, have as a main purpose to combat the slithering of Gnosticism into the early Christian communities. The term Gnosticism derives from the Greek word for knowledge, especially a kind of secret knowledge, notions and theories that replaced supernatural faith in Christ. 
Chief among its slippery and varying tenets were dualism, that matter, hence the human body, is evil and is opposed to the spirit, illumination along the line of secret teachings, and rejection of the incarnation, which pretty much blows all of Christian belief away. The matter-spirit dualism of the Gnostics resulted in a degradation of observance of laws and moral behavior. If matter is bad and inferior, and it doesn't really matter so much in comparison to the spirit, then what difference is there if we choose to do various things with our bodies? After all, they aren't really us. We have this same reasoning today with those who think they can do anything with their bodies as if they are merely a car or, or ghost rides around in. Some strange excuse me, some strains of Gnosticism infected early Christians, such that, for example, some, called docetists, for the Greek word for to seem, appear, believed that Christ only seemed to be human, but was rather a spirit playing a role. In any event, 1 John combats Gnosticism. Overall, the writer offers ways to test whether or not their communion is in genuine love of God and true fellowship with each other. In the Paracope, cutting of scripture chosen for this Sunday, we have a couple of interesting features. First, in verse 5-4, we have the only use of the word faith, pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S. Another feature is that our reading includes the famous Johannine comma in verse 8. It seems that in one manuscript tradition, there was a marginal comment, gloss, about the Trinity that came to be interpolated into the main text. Manuscripts and translations of the Bible from the medieval era to about the 18th century include it, while more modern versions do not. That said, we have been reading 1 John 5 verses 4 through 10 for many centuries in the context of sacred liturgical worship. The idea that it contains a medieval gloss is not all that important. The extended use of our version in the Mass constitutes its own theological locus or starting point. So what is the comma part of the pericope? Let's see the whole thing in the Douay and in the Revised Standard Version. I'll underscore, I'll underscore the comma in the Douay version. Dearly beloved, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory which overcometh the world, our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit which testifieth that Christ is the truth. And there are three who give testimony in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that give testimony on earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three are one. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God, which is greater, because he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth in the Son hath the testimony of God himself. And now in the Revised Standard Version. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the witness, because the Spirit is the truth. 
there are three witnesses, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that he has borne witness to his son. He who believes in the son of God has the testimony in himself. Father Z continues, about the word faith in verse four, you will have directly noted that it is equated with victory that is, has been victorious over the world. In Greek, we have an aorist active participle. You recognize victory more because of the famous statue in the Louvre of winged victory rather than the shoes. An aorist participle describes a simple fact, whereas a present or perfect participle describes action in progress or an existing result. So this sort of victory, which is our faith, is in a sense beyond time. St. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 16, makes much the same point with his armor of God passage, including the shield of faith with which you can quench all the flaming darts of the evil one. Again, St. Paul says in Philippians 4, verse 13, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. The reference to the blood of Christ is part of the writer's battle against Gnostic tendencies. Christ was not and is not a phantasm, only the appearance of a human man. He had and has a real body from which his blood was separated both on the altar of the Last Supper and on the altar of the cross in one continuous raising of his propitiatory praise sacrifice to the Father. About verse 8, where we read about the three, because the Johannine comma is lacking in the ancient Greek manuscripts, we look at the Latin and find et hai tres unum sunt, et tres sunt, qui testimonium dant in terra, spiritus et aqua, et sanguis, et hai tres unum sunt. Many of you will right away have twigged to the fact that they are all masculine and not neuter, tria. Spiritus and sanguis are both masculine and aqua is feminine, while Greek, pneuma, hydor, and haima, spirit, water, blood, are all neuters. St. Augustine thought that this use of the masculine personalized the earthly witnesses, giving them a male voice, testifying to Christ's humanity, again, a move against Gnosticism. Above, when citing the text for the introit, I included the previous verse. So put away all malice and all guile and insincerity and envy and all slander. 1 Peter 2, verse 1. Last week for Easter Sunday, the first reading had us putting away leaven. Remember? Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 8. There is a thematic connection between the two Sundays, not just in the matter of celebration of the resurrection, but also in the way we must treat each other. There are moral implications which give proof to the victory which has overcome the world. I'll wrap this up by simply citing the very last verse of 1 John 5, verse 21, as salutary and saving advice. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. So concludes the article. I was in a 
young adult group many years ago, many, many years ago, back when I was actually a young adult. And I remember one of the presentation was uh, American Idols, I-D-O-L-S, American Idols. And the speaker was talking about, you know, what do we put up there uh, for ourselves as idols in place of God as a pursuit of, you know, wealth, pleasure, power, fame, whatever it might be. We need to keep our lives Christocentric. My dad talks a lot about a priest whose name escapes me that he had as a teacher at Bishop Timon in South Buffalo, New York, who talked about keeping your lives Christocentric, keeping your lives focused on the Lord. If all of our thoughts, words, and actions, beginning from the time we get up in the morning until we go to bed at night, if it's all focused on our Lord, then we can't go wrong. But if it's not focused on our Lord, then what happens? Uh, Anxiety sets in, or maybe anger, or despair, or a thousand and one other emotions. We have to keep our lives focused on our Lord Jesus Christ. And most especially, we have to stay focused on him in the Mass. That's why I recommend attending the traditional Latin Mass or Divine Liturgy, because the Novus Ordo is a modernist creation of the late 1960s and the early 1970s. Therefore, it's stuck around the year 1970 with the Peter, Paul, and Mary music and guitars and tambourines. And, you know, it's like a Protestantized sing-along at a lot of Novus Ordos that you go to. Because the emphasis is on man. And the emphasis is on man in the early 1970s. That's why a lot of people I know, especially men, think it's kind of odd. It's kind of out of place. In the year 2023, you know what isn't out of place? In the year 2023 or the year 1223 or 623 or won't be out of place in the year 2323 if we get that far in history. The traditional Latin Mass. It is developed organically down throughout the ages. And Pope St. Pius V said in 1570 that it can never be abrogated. No priest, no bishop, no pope has the authority to take away our birthright. Let us get to the traditional Latin Mass, or if you're an Eastern Catholic, get ye to the divine liturgy. This is what our Lord wants for you. This is the proper form of worship. This is a fitting sacrifice. We need liturgy that is beautiful, that is reverent, that is mysterious, and more importantly, that is sacred. I would like to conclude, friends, by mentioning once again, Helping Autism through learning and outreach available on the web at halo-soma.org and also episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in which we discuss RPM, an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. This has opened the door for communication to thousands of non-speakers and we hope and pray it will help thousands more because communication is a human right. So once again, check out the website, please, halo-soma.org, and episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Let us pray for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members. 
Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Prayer of St. Louis de Montfort. Hail Joseph the Just, wisdom is with you. Blessed are you among all men, and blessed is Jesus, the fruit of Mary, your faithful spouse. Holy Joseph, worthy foster father of Jesus Christ, pray for us sinners and obtain divine wisdom for us from God now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the Immaculate Purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus, Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus, Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, Benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. And a Gloria Patri for a very special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. And now to honor Our Lady of Fatima. Sweetheart of Mary, be the salvation of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora per nobis. Sancti Joseph, terra daimonem, ora per nobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora per nobis. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 502 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In our charity, in your charity, Please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. If you think Our Lady's podcast is deserving of it, give us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening to this. Most importantly, offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. They need your help. Goodbye and God love you. <laughs>